Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contests. $14 million up for grabs. Get all the details at circasports.com. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. A fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is the day after the 4th of July, and we are back recording, and it's been busy in the baseball money is fake world. We are still here, and I had one hell of an evening. Holidays are always fun when you got a, a house full of kids, got all the kids back, lighting fireworks till 11 o'clock last night, so... Running on fumes, but we back at it again, and I love it. And as always, I am here with my man Ryan Gilbert. How you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing good. Yeah, happy Fifth uh, of July here to everyone, everyone out there. Uh, yeah, it was a long weekend for us, some uh, some scheduling conflicts, but happy to be back here talking about some fantasy baseball. We've been quite a quite a bit of news since uh, we last recorded, so I'm, let's just jump right into it. There has, and probably the biggest thing in the baseball world right now, uh, the Baltimore Orioles have called up outfielder Colton Kowser. Uh their number two prospect, I believe, right now behind Jackson Holiday. Uh Jordan Westberg got called up last week and has been absolute lights out since being called up. I would love to see a little more pop, but that's not necessarily his game. But for Colton Kowser, that is his game a bit. Uh he's been killing it in the minor leagues. Thinks he's got 10 home runs so far this year. And he, he hits for a good average, hitting over 300. But there's a lot to like there. He's shown speed in the past. I think in uh, high A ball last year, he stole 16 bases. I think he stole over 30 bases overall in the minor leagues last year. Uh, hit about 20 home runs, 35 doubles. He struggled in the batting average department at triple A. But overall, everywhere else, including this year, he has just been on fire with the bat. Uh, have you been able to snag any shares of Colton Kowser yet, Ryan? Or, or are you feeling it out with this one? I'm more feeling it out. I wasn't too buying into the hype too much. Uh, he's already rostered in, in most of my leagues there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, looking at his, his minor league numbers, he's he's pretty he's decent. 10 home runs, 40 RBIs, 7 steals, hitting 330, OPS 996. So, yeah, he's 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 been playing playing really well so yeah hopefully the orioles just you know keep calling up these prospects uh they got, got westberg westberg last week i did pick up westberg and end up dropping him just because you know as we talk about i don't think there's much value in, in the shortstop market right now but yeah with uh with Kowser being an outfielder if you need a third outfielder for or if you need a util guy take a chance on him up up at yankee stadium for for two games and then going up to minnesota yeah, and he's a guy that's carried a high Babbitt, which I know can scare some people away. Uh, but he does have higher end speed. He's not going to light the world on fire. But the thing he does, he has such a beautiful swing uh, that that line drive rate has ended up being about like 28 to 30% a lot of the time. And uh, when it comes to your Babbitt, line drives, uh, softly hit line drives technically are what uh, raise your Babbitt the most. Uh, then the hard hit would be next. And he does a really, really good job with that. So if you see a guy with a high Babbitt, but they have a high line drive rate, it is something that can tend to be sustainable. 
And it is something that also transfers well to the major league level. Like that swing, it's not going to change his swing. At least I pray he's not going to change his swing. So as long as he keeps it normal, Colton Kowser, he has a swing that's going to play well to the major leagues. And as you mentioned, he is an outfielder. They do have kind of a crowded outfield in Baltimore. Uh, Santander, Austin Hayes, guys like that out there. But one thing I've heard is there may be a little bit of uh, moving uh, <laughs> moving Anthony Santander more to first base so that they can get Kowser in the lineup. And I think they're worried about uh, – they're focused on getting him in the lineup as much as possible. So that'll get Santander some more time in the lineup or Santander some more position eligibility and it'll get Kowser in the lineup more. And then we can go from there because he is the bat that needs to be in the lineup. And when he's in the lineup, Colton Kowser is going to provide you good enough fantasy uh, upside that he should be owned in the majority of the least at this point. Yeah, Santander. I didn't realize he's going going to first base. He's b- bounced back a little bit. I saw Hunter Renfro was playing first base for the Angels the other day, and, and Manny Machado was giving him some tips to, to play play behind him because there was someone yeah. at second base. So <laughs> it's not it's not easy for the, for these outfielders to move to first base. Uh, we've got Harper moving to first base at some point in the season, hopefully. So yeah, it looks like first base is like a position you, you know to just stand there, catch the ball. But it, there's more to it than that. Uh, but yeah, the Orioles always seem to get the best out of their guys too. Like I mean, Jorge Mateo had a great start before he fizzled out. So we'll see what, uh, mm-hmm. what, uh, Kowser is able to, able to do here. Yeah, and then, uh, guys with outfield and multi-position eligibility that have been in the news for different reasons lately. Jazz Chisholm, our boy went back mm-hmm. on the injury list, which That's... I freaking hate, man. Like he just bit by the injury bug nonstop. Uh, this time around it, was an oblique strain, which is like the worst thing you could hear for a baseball player. I mean, outside of like a, a broken leg or something like that. Obliques take so long to heal. Uh, and then when those guys come back, they do. Oh, yeah, and a broken back, too. I mean, <laughs> like that comes back and haunts them for like, usually an extended period of time. So uh, I'm on the drop Jazz Chisholm train at this point. Hmm. I dropped him, and it's, it's hard to roster him moving forward just because the injuries are starting to get out of hand. And this one should have some long-term effects in his swing. Yeah, it just seems like every part of his body now is having some sort of injury. So I don't blame you for giving up on him. I mean, if you have an open IL spot, maybe put him there, see see if he can come back, maybe shop him around in a trade, especially a keeper league if you're looking to win this year because, I mean, he has potential. If He just needs, like, he needs to take, like, a full six to eight months off, recover, get his body back, Get in one of those hyper, one of those chambers that helps him heal, and you know, come back, hundred percent next year. Because yeah, it, it's sad to see someone with his his potential, you know, go down to, to the injury bug so often. Yeah, and I don't even know how he gets out of this funk. I mean, it's possible to kind of get rid of the injured, I don't know, persona after a while. Like you, you're not, you can't stay injured forever. Or at least you don't think you can, but there are some guys that just are. This is who they are. This is is because of how they play. Now that Bryce Harper early on got injured his fair share because that boy played mm-hmm. hard. I can't even say Jazz's injuries are from playing hard. It's just it's just from playing, which is the hard part. If you can't play because you get hurt from playing, then it becomes a problem. 
And again, the best ability is availability. Jazz is really starting to lean towards the continuously unavailable side of things, which is never a good look. Uh, yeah, uh, so that, that's tough. Uh, Aaron Judge, though, could be coming back, though. I think he's trying to come back and, and, and play through the pain because it seems like it's a it's a pain tolerance for him. Uh, he's been doing some hitting off a tee and taking soft toss. So I can't imagine he'll he'll come back and play in the in the outfield. But, I mean, if Aaron Judge is getting four bats a game, even if it's – and his right toe is, is his back toe, so I'm not, not sure if that's better than being the toe he steps with, but – yeah, he, he he has to come back for the Yankees because the Yankees, I mean, they're still the Yankees, but they're not the same without him. And, you know, people that drafted him first overall definitely want him to come back as well. Yeah, and he had been playing really well this year, too, and they played 49 games, but he hit 19 dingers with 10 doubles. So he was being the Aaron Judge that everybody they hoped he could be. So any sign that he might come back is a positive sign because I know we had our – uh injured player strategy episode a few episodes ago and we talked about the fact that he might not he might not come back this year because it was a legitimate possibility and i think what we said in that episode still stands now is the time to trade for him like if you if you want to try to realistically get aaron judge on your team and you do not have him on your team right now is the time to do that because yeah it's i i was thinking King, he might have stayed out just because it had lost season vibes. Uh, but the fact that he really wants to get out there and play for his team, I like that. I'm just worried that it, it may get injured further. It is a turf toe injury, so who knows what could potentially happen if he plays through it. But it's a tear. So I guess if, if it's already torn, it's not going to tear further. Uh, <laughs> Could, not it could, it could become, I, I yeah, yeah. Annoyed, I mean, like but... if if it's something where you know he might play and injure it more, I could see him, you know, taking it light, coming back mid-August, September, even, you know, just get warmed up. Especially if the Yankees are in playoff contention, if they're going to make the playoffs without him, you know, have him activate him in September, play him every few days, or give him an off day after every every few days, and you know, just they, they, the Yankees want him for the playoffs. Judge wants to play in the playoffs. So I think that is ultimately probably being factored in that they're still in a playoff spot, eight games back of the Rays uh, for the division without him. So Treadwater maybe picks one up at the deadline and then bring him back later in the season, which is not good for, for uh, Judge, uh, people that have Judge in fantasy baseball. So yeah, now is possibly the time to buy or trade for him. It's also possibly the time to, to trade him away because he might, Yankees could end up just going that route where they they focus on you know getting getting to the postseason and having Judge healthy for the playoffs rather than him potentially reaggravating it and having to undergo surgery now when he'll be just done for the until spring training. Uh, but um, we are brought to you by Circus Sports, Circus Millions, and Circus Survivor are back. Fourteen million dollars in guaranteed prizes are up for grabs. Uh, Circus Millions, you do five NFL picks against the spread each week. The Circus Survivor, it's a survivor pool. Pick a different money line winner each week, and you move on to the next one. You can enter in Vegas, but you can play from anywhere. Sports Gambling Podcast will be out there last uh, the last weekend in August. CircusSports.com has all the details. That is CircusSports.com. All right. So uh, speaking in the injury side of things, one that I think is very important to touch on, or two actually I think that are very important to touch on, 
Uh, the first would be Shohei Otani got pulled yesterday. It's worrisome. Uh, I guess it's not as worrisome for me as many people are making it out to be. It was a blister on his middle finger, which obviously does affect the way that you pitch because you can't really pitch with a blister on your middle finger. Uh, but it isn't some, it's not an overly worrisome injury. It's something that can heal, move on from blisters flaring up can become a thing though. Like once you get one, you can be prone to getting more, but I don't think this affects any of how uh, I evaluate Shohei Otani going forward. He's still having arguably the greatest baseball season overall of all time. Uh, he's on pace to break the home run record that Aaron Judge set last year while also being like a top 12 pitcher in baseball. Yeah. While also having and a 3-3-3 three, three, three ERA. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, you know, no big deal. Like he's he's so good, and I know that it does get scary seeing like the day to day tag on Otani and seeing that he did get pulled in a game where I think he gave up five earned runs yesterday. Uh, but I, the blister is not it's not a big issue for me. Um, we are going into the All Star break, so he's going to have a ton of time to heal up from that uh, before he's got to come back and pitch in the second half. And it's Otani. The second half is honestly where he shines for as crazy as this first half has been for him every year. He does so much better in the second half than the first half. Like he just crescendos into the end of the year. And if you have him on your team, just uh, toss him on the bench until that week 15. Cause this is week 14 where it is that really, really long double week. Like we got this week and then it kind of just all-star break after. And then you got week 15 coming after that. So, isn't isn't next week is a long week, or, or or does ESPN do it? The my league is uh, ESPN does it this week is it's a long week. Oh, I'm pretty sure Yahoo Yahoo doing it differently. I think so. Yeah, week 14 is till Sunday, and then week 15 is the long one. Well, aren't you guys lucky? So uh, yeah, uh, either way, I mean, just it, it depends what what type of league you're in. Yeah, um, and then Trouty. Mike Trout, yep. our Lord and Savior, uh, broke his what's that, his hand, his wrist on that Hammond swing bone, the other yep. day, which is a bad one to break. Uh, Going to be out, I think it was like six to eight weeks. So I don't even how how are you navigating Trout for the rest of the season? Because at that point, that's if he's lucky, he's back end of August. He's back for the fantasy playoffs, essentially. Yeah, it's still undecided if he'll need surgery. I mean, he should be out for at least a month at minimum, quite possibly longer, it says. So, yeah, I, I was disappointed that I didn't get any of the Trouts, you know, the year that he wasn't in the uh, first round. But now it's a blessing in disguise because, yeah, this this injury is definitely tough for him. It was tough to see him go out and to see him miss this much time because this is the Angels are kind of in playoff contention, but but not not really. Um, they are four games back of a wild card spot. I mean, Re Renfro's out now, I believe. Um, Trout's out. If Otani has any sort of injury, they're they're just done. They could trade Otani. They should trade Otani just to get something mm -hmm. back before, especially if he walks in the off season. So, Trout, I would I would tread water on Trout. I mean, maybe you know, see if you can if you can buy him low if whoever has him is going to make a playoff push and then hopefully he comes back in September and, and finishes strong. He had a fantastic September last year. 
I think after coming back from an injury or just not having a good, you know, first half. So he can turn it on for a mm-hmm. few weeks and that's what you want out of him. So, you know, I, I think he's someone where if you're pretty much solidified in a playoff spot, I, I'd feel it out. See what the uh, the manager wants for him. Maybe maybe you can buy him pretty low. Uh, speaking of buying low, uh, I know we had tweeted out last week about doing some trade evaluations mm-hmm. on the pod. So I think it's about that time. We got a few sent in. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at Fake Baseball so you can keep up with any of these questions we may ask and you can get yours answered live on the podcast as well. And also make sure you check out our sub stat. Uh, me and Ryan are putting out a ton of written content over there. Uh, they got paid subscriptions. That's read subscriptions. All kinds of stuff going out there. Uh, we appreciate all the support from you guys. So if you go check that, it would mean the world. And also make sure you hit us up with a five-star rating and review on whatever podcast streaming service you use if you are so inclined. Uh, but Ryan, I'm going to fire this first one at you. Uh, he traded Stroman and Bogarts for Pablo Lopez and Jonathan India in a 14-team head-to-head league. Uh, are you leaning more towards the Stroman and Bogart side, or do you like the uh, Lopez and India side? I think I like the, the Lopez and India side. I know you know Marcus Stroman is kind of having a coming out party this year. He's been he's been great, but Pablo Lopez is is pretty much an, an, an ace for the Twins. I mean, he hasn't been as great recently. ERA is up over four now, but case per nine is is over nine. Um, I also just like. India over Bogarts too. I, I don't know if you just influenced mm-hmm. me a bit too much, but especially <laughs> because second base, second base is harder to find than shortstop. Bogarts are running back to back games though. Maybe maybe he's heating up. Did you say he got India? He got that side, or did he trade away India and Lopez? Yep. He got Lopez in India. Okay, fantastic trade. Yeah, uh, especially if you have a, a shortstop that you can replace Bogarts with. I think that's a that's a good move. Oh, yeah, he actually said he replaced Bogarts with uh, Perdomo out in Arizona. So, yeah, I, I love that move overall. Uh, get, getting rid of Stroman is a little tough because Stroman has been amazing this year. He's been pitching really good. But, yeah, we don't like Bogarts. So, <laughs> I, I think it's okay uh, to move on from him and get whatever value you can in return. Um, and he also said uh, earlier in the year he lost Robbie Ray, so he traded – Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for Corbin Burns and then replace Vlad with Ty France. Uh, that one feels like a wash to me because both have kind of underperformed what they're supposed to do this year. So that's a bit of a wash for me, Vlad for Corbin Burns. Is What was Ty France doing the other day when he just completely ran into it? Was it Paredes or Perdomo there at third base? He just altered his, he altered his uh, path to third base. He could have just ran, ran behind him. And then is, is he is he back or are they both like I haven't followed up on that if, if they're they're injured or healthy. I think Ty France is back. I haven't followed up on Paredes though. I'm not entirely sure, but I don't know what the fuck Ty France is doing. I don't know what the Mariners are doing half the time. They got Mike Ford out here going four for four, finishing a triple shy of the cycle. Uh, I I don't I don't know. There's Paredes this, played, Paredes played play. yesterday, and France played on Monday, so they're both good. Just, just a okay. very, very dumb play. Just a stupid play and, overall. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the next trade we got, uh, it is a twelve-team, four hundred-dollar budget league. 
Um, he traded away. Yeah, he traded away Corey Seager, Nolan Gorman, Jordan Lawler, excellent prospect out there in Arizona. And in return, he got Tristan Casas, Corbin Carroll, Yenier Cano, and Sal Freelich. A, a, a little higher end prospect out there in Milwaukee. Uh, which side would you rather have? Would you rather have that Corbin Carroll side or the, the Seager Gorman side? Can you re- repeat who else you got with, with Carroll? Uh, Tristan Casas, Yenier Cano out in Baltimore, and Sal Freelich. Right. A little higher end prospect out there in Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, I think Seager and Carroll depends if you want an outfielder, if you want a shortstop, if you want a younger guy. But I mean, Corbin Carroll has shown that he is probably the best player in that trade, and that is like ultimately kind of what you want to do is get is get the best player in the trade. But you know, sometimes if you give up too much, that's not necessarily the case. But I think I don't I don't really believe in Gorman. Um, I forget who you said the other other person was, but I don't really think that they make too much of a difference over uh, Corbin Carroll. Jordan Lawler was the other person. Mm, yes. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I'm, I'm really big on uh, in these bigger trades. I like to be receiving the best overall player in the trade, and for me, that best overall player is Corbin Carroll. Corey Seager is really good. So, obviously, I, I think he's just one slight step behind Corbin Carroll. But like Nolan Gorman hasn't hit over 200 for like his last 60 games or something like that. So. He's turning back into the Nolan Gorman that we thought he was. Jordan Lawler is a very good prospect, but Arizona has a ton of very good prospects. And so I'm not even sure they have a spot for him at the major league level because he's approaching being ready to be called up. But there's just not really anywhere to put him in that lineup. So he is a a good piece to get. But... Props on him for trading him away because I think he makes a better trade asset than fantasy asset right now. Yeah, I think also, I mean, you said it was like a like that was like a budget league, right? So that that definitely factors yeah. in like how much each player is worth if you're paying them, if there's contracts for so many years, like especially with seven, eight players being involved in it and having that just complicates it even more. But yeah, I mean, keep keep the keep the trade trade talk coming, guys, uh, on Twitter or, or Substack. Uh, discord wherever you can find us you can always fun to you know analyze other people's trades and tell them if they if they where they went wrong yeah uh, i got one more small one to throw at you real quick here uh, yeah uh, i was from reddit okay. Reddit from a week ago so uh the player statuses have changed a little bit uh would you rather have uh tucker and glaber torres or jazz chisholm josh lowe and bryce miller in a 12 team roto league that one's hard to evaluate now since Bryce Miller's on the IL now and Jazz Chisholm's also on the IL now. That one's tough. Kyle Some Tucker, though? To is, is Kyle Tucker, Tucker and, and who? Glaber Torres. Oh, yeah. That, that side all day. Tucker is, I mean, picking up the picking up the slack with, with Jordan out and Glaber Torres. I mean, I'm sure the Yankees, are, or Yankees fans are happy they didn't trade him because I think he's been better than expected so far this season. I completely agree with you there. Um, all right. We are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. There's so many ways to win over on Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many states. We also got that uh, second half best ball we might be talking about in a few shows, so uh, keep an eye out for that. 
head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Okay, one person I wanted to highlight that came back yesterday uh, that we did talk a little bit about last week, not a ton, but Tariq Skubal came back back Mm. for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Pitched four innings and no-hit ball. I think he had six strikeouts or eight strikeouts in those four innings. I didn't walk any batters either. It was exactly what you hoped to see from him when he came back. Because even though he pitches for the Detroit Tigers, who are not a very good team, Tariq Skubal is a very good pitcher. Like he has excellent pitches. Uh, his four seam fastball the other day used it forty three percent of the time, had an eighteen percent whiff rate. His changeup had a sixty six percent whiff rate, which is pretty damn good. Mix the slider in as well at twenty three percent, and that's kind of how it goes for him. Uh, he is normally a very slider dominant pitcher. Uh, in 2022, that slider had a 23% whiff rate. The fastball had a 25% whiff rate, which you don't tend to see a lot on a fastball. That's like a really high whiff rate for, for a forcing fastball, which is cool. And then his changeup has just always been good. 47% whiff rate there. Uh, he was good in his rehab starts. He was still available in a large amount of leagues coming into that start that he had. Um, and he is ace of the Tigers staff level good. I don't know how you would equate that to like fantasy value, Uh, but I think he's a top for the rest of the year. He's probably a top 70 starting pitcher for the rest of the season, which makes him rosterable. Even if they're going to just slowly ramp him, ramp up his workload. Uh, I think there's a lot of value there, especially when you get closer to the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I was impressed with this start, but you also have to remember it was against the Athletics. So you, you definitely want to see see sure. more of that. He's slated to start on Sunday at home against the Blue Jays, so that should be a, a pretty good test for him. And then after the break, they're out there in Seattle, then in, in Kansas City. So I think Scoobles kind of like a like a play, play, play it by ear right now. Don't necessarily you know start him in a weekly league, but if he has a good matchup, if he, if, if you know mm-hmm. if he looks like he's pitching well, I'll pitch him. But yeah, he's rostered in forty four percent of Yahoo leagues. That's up thirteen percent this week. Uh, so yeah, if, if you picked up picked him up earlier for for that start against Oakland, I mean you got you got six strikeouts in four innings. You got got to be pretty happy. Yeah, I know. I started him in a daily league point daily points league on ESPN yesterday and. Even in just four innings, he scored 18 points, which is pretty damn. It's a pretty damn good start for a guy that only went four innings and didn't get you a win or nothing. So, points league people, he is well worth the pickup. But man, outside of that, it has been a long fucking week. Again, make sure you guys check us out at fakebaseball.substack.com. We have a lot of written content up there. Uh, we are working on getting more and more stuff up there every week. I think we are averaging three or four pieces of written work a week so far for the last few weeks that we've been yeah, doing it. it. it it's Go been tough. It Go subscribe. It, yeah, it was tough with the holiday too, but now that, you know, plus with the All-Star mm-hmm. break coming up, after the All-Star break, we're going to go full into it. Streaming options, home run, props, strikeout props. Blake's been doing a great job of buy low, sell high, stay put. 
some deep dives on deep dive on Brian Wu was was fan, fantastic. He, he just c- continues to impress. So yeah, uh, make sure you check out us on Substack, uh, fakebaseball.substack.com. Yeah, sometimes we know what we're talking about, <laughs> uh, and we are also uh, working on getting some contests going for our Substack subscribers as well. I don't have any more details beyond that because I don't want to give any info out that isn't 100% true. But we are working on some contests and getting some sponsors that would uh, be for uh, subscribers of the uh, Substack only. So go check that out. And I mean, is this, is this, do we do a 30 minute episode? Is this, that, that, that's fine. I, I was, I, I was just going to say the sponsor might be a uh, Blake Myers baseball card collection. Also, that could be a sponsor and we oh, might have something. You know what? <laughs> we might have something in the works for the uh, all-star game home run derby too. So make sure you guys are subscribed. Yes. Pay subscribers. They'll get an extra special thing, but yeah, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, we're getting new subscribers seemingly every day. So uh, hop on board. Speaking of Blake Myers baseball card collection, check this bad boy out. I'll show it on the camera for everybody. Bryce Harper, Manny Is that the Harper one from Flawless. Nice. It's Harper and Machado. It's got a two diamonds in it, numbered out of twenty. That's sick. Love to see it. That's the latest in the mail one for me. But yeah, I can, I'll definitely throw some cards down for some contests. I'm cool with that. I got way too many. My girlfriend would probably be happy if I got <laughs> rid of a couple. But <laughs> yeah, so make sure you guys go follow us on Twitter at Fake Baseball. The Substack again, fakebaseball.substack.com. Hit us with a subscribe if you are watching on YouTube. We got a, our fair share of watchers today. Uh, it may not mean much to you, but hitting that that little subscribe button goes a long way to helping us continue this fantasy baseball journey we are on. And you can catch me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya.